Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today I want to talk to you about choice. This came to me when I was preparing some advice for my best friend's daughter in the event of her bridal shower which I was co-hosting and we I had actually suggested that we do this and we ask all the women who are coming this circle of women who love her and support her in this marriage to to share their wisdom and um, I think there's nothing better honestly than women's wisdom we are deeply wise especially when it comes to other people so I thought it'd be really fun to do that and that uh, you know it was it was fun putting it together and I will say to you coming from a situation where I work with women who are going through separation and divorce um, I'm you know remarried myself obviously divorced yes I still believe in marriage I still believe in love and happiness really uh, whether people choose to get married or not is irrelevant uh, but I believe that it is possible to have this union that we all thought we had. Anyway, I it was really fun working on it and the, the word choice kept coming to mind. And so I wanna share with you some of the thoughts I had, some of the advice I gave her, um, and just let's talk about choices and how are you choosing in your life right now? So join me for another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. So every day we make choices. And first, let me thank you for choosing to watch or listen to this episode of my podcast. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. And I love being able to share these things with you. You know, when I come up with these ideas, it usually happens like on my walk with my dog or in the car. And when choice came to me, um, it came to me first as advice for her. And I was driving. I remember I had to record it with Siri. <laughs> but then I realized this is this is something I want to share with you as well. So choices. Every single day we make choices. You are living through one of the most difficult choices of your life. You might not even have chosen it. You might be living through someone else's choice. But in many ways... This is a result of a choice that we made once upon a time, right? If I was to use my own marriage as an example, you know, I chose that man. I chose to be with him. I fell in love with him, but I I chose to not really look at all the details. I chose to not spend more time with him before we got married. We were only had only known each other for 10 months, for example, when we got married. So I chose to go into something life lasting or supposed to be um, based on 
an in love feeling of a 22 year old girl. I was being a romantic, let's face it. I chose not to think about anything bad. We were in love and that's all that mattered, right? It was a choice. Um, it was, you know, we make these choices. We make choices every single day. Every morning when we get out of bed, we make a choice. Usually our first choice is to do exactly what we did yesterday. You know, we have a routine, the things that we do, maybe our alarm goes off and we get up for work and we take care of the kids or whatever we do in the morning, it's a routine. We do the same thing every day. We might even find comfort in it. There's nothing wrong in doing the same thing every morning, as long as your routine is working for you. Another conversation. But look at the choices you make all the time. When we look at the relationship, the, the marriage, whatever it was that has now ended, a big part of healing from that is looking at the choices that we made. Now, I know I've talked to you before about taking responsibility um, for our part in the way the relationship was functioning. And choices is part of it. It's how we chose to deal with things, how we chose to tolerate, how we chose to be part of or step up or not whatever it may be. And, and this is not about the reasons for your choices. And I understand that those are very many. Um, that's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about is the choices that we can make to take ownership of our life, to take ownership of our happiness and our future. I think one of the biggest things that I felt anyway, and I would imagine that you probably have or still do feel coming out of this marriage or this long relationship is a loss of control and a loss of choice. Like everything is being imposed on you. Like you have no choice. I have to sell the house. I didn't want this marriage to end. I had no choice. And I get that choice was taken away from you in many cases. I don't want this for my life. No choice. Or maybe you have chosen to leave because of abuse or infidelity or something like that. In which case, you might not feel you had a choice. You know, you had to for your own sanity. Well, that is a choice. And it's an excellent choice to choose yourself and your mental mental health, mental well-being, um, and to choose to have and do better. So, and it's okay to make that choice. And so often, when it comes to um, a divorce or a split, the really bad behavior that we see from people is because they don't want to own the choice that they've made. For example, if your partner has been unfaithful and now they're behaving really badly and, and towards you and blaming you for everything and, and lying about things or who knows, right? So all of this is happening, but they're the ones who chose to cheat or they're the ones who chose to leave for someone else, for example, right? They made the choice, but they can't live with it. They don't want to own the choice. They don't want to accept that this was something I chose to do and the mess that's happening right now is because of my choice. People don't take responsibility. They don't live with their choices. So I want to flip this to something a little bit better feeling and I want to share with you the advice that I gave to my friend's daughter about choice. So first of all, the important thing is that they chose each other. And what I wanted to encourage them to do was to continue to do that. You know, I think one of the things that we stop feeling often in the marriage or a long relationship is we stop feeling chosen. You know, in the beginning, when you're all in love, you feel chosen. 
every single day this person chooses you they call you they want to see you they surprise you you know you do this to each other with each other and it, you feel fabulous you feel chosen and loved and excited and all of these things as a, a marriage goes on and time goes on and life gets busy we stop choosing each other we take each other for granted we all do it we all do it what are the little things that we can do to continue to choose that person to feel to make them feel chosen and how can they help us feel chosen for example so that was one of my first pieces of advice um the second one was to choose kindness you know in my work here in the separation club if there's one thing that has really um hit me i guess or even overwhelmed me is the lack of kindness you know we chose this partner back in the day because we were in love with them and we chose to be with them for years and have children with them because we loved them and them us and then it comes to the split and the choice to be unkind seems to override just about anything else no one chooses and i shouldn't say no one of course there's exceptions to this rule but it seems like lack of kindness wins over choosing to be respectful or choosing to be kind choosing to be humble choosing to be understanding that doesn't seem to be the choice the choice is to win the choice is to do better to eradicate to eliminate to i don't know be disrespectful and unkind and angry and bitter and blaming it's so unfortunate when you choose a lower vibration and we all do it like let's face it it's not just your ex doing that you are also choosing a lower lower vibration emotion um if we could choose kindness it's going to is a higher vibration is closer to love it is love it feels better we we say things like you know i love my ex so much and I just I still want to be with this person and I can't understand how this happened and all I want is to get back with this person. What you're choosing is something that existed a long time ago that doesn't exist anymore. For whatever reason that has been lost. You're choosing not to see it or you chose not to see it when it was falling away. Um it is what it is. Here you are. Choose to move forward. choose to be kind to this person even though they're not being kind to you choose to be your best and do your best every single day and also choose yourself so I'll get back to that in a minute so I I suggested to them or advised her to choose kindness um to not focus on winning a fight but rather to find a solution and if you can't find a solution then just be nice to each other choose to love being kind to one another it's a beautiful thing it's something that i have found with um my husband my second husband who i'm you know married to i always feel like i'm saying when i say he's my current husband that i'm somehow just for now but anyway i am remarried to a wonderful man and we choose to be kind to each other um my third piece of advice was to choose to be her I advised her to never lose touch with who she is and to remember that he fell in love with her the real her who she really is and to always be her and so to help him continue to choose her 
every single day. And I actually read her the Dr. Seuss, that little, you know, you are you than you, um, that is truer than true, you know, that little poem, right? Okay, so back to us. How can, how is this advice or how is the advice of choosing helpful for you? Here you are, it's too late to do these things to fix the marriage and that's okay. Today, as you sit here and listen to this or as you're out walking or driving or whatever you're doing, you chose to listen to this because you have already chosen to do better for yourself. In other words, you want to be happy again. You want to feel better. And and I'm so grateful that you've chosen to listen to this as part of that journey. In the knowing that that's what you want for yourself, you want to feel better. You want to you want to grow from this. You want to heal. What does growth mean anyway? Like you want to grow. I say that often. I don't know how often you think about it like that. What does it mean to grow? It means to come out of something, to rise from the ashes, if you will, to be the lotus flower, the phoenix. It means to look at the muck that you that that happened here, that that you are coming from this pain, this um, despair, perhaps uh, heartache, whatever, however you describe trauma, whatever you describe as the muck. Okay, let's just say the muck that you're coming from, the end of the the relationship. You want to feel better. You want to rise from that. You want to grow from that. Grow by learning um, more about yourself, learning to love yourself again, learning to, to choose better for yourself in the future. Um, so you're here. You're listening. And I want to invite you to choose you, to choose all the things that I just said, but to do that for yourself. So the three pieces of advice was to to keep choosing each other, to be kind and to choose her. I'm, I'm going to focus on the, the second one first for you, <clears throat> because in this current moment, you might not be choosing someone else. I want you to choose kindness towards yourself. Being kind to yourself. What does that mean? Think about if you're being kind to your child or a child or um, a friend. You are saying nice things. You're encouraging her to love herself. You're encouraging this person to, to not be hard on themselves because they made a mistake or something bad has happened in their life, to not blame themselves. That's what you would say to your dearest friend. But yet we tend to turn, we tend to, turn to ourselves and blame and berate ourselves and ask ourselves constantly, what did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? While there's nothing wrong with asking what you may have chosen that wasn't right or that was wrong, it's okay to choose to ask yourself that. What did I do wrong? What could I have done better is a better way to ask the question, by the way. Um, Because the thing is, you always did the best you could at the time with what you had. So when you look back and you say, eesh, I didn't see this red flag or I chose to do this or I chose this, that was wrong. Or you could say, what can I learn from that? What can I choose to learn from that? And how would I choose differently? Knowing what I know now, what could I have done or chosen differently? So not blaming and berating yourself. Oh, I did something wrong. What did I do wrong? Like, What can I learn here? What is the lesson I can take with me? Beating up on ourselves makes us feel lousy. 
and it keeps us in the muck. And as a, as a metaphor that I often use with my clients, um, kind of about victim mentality, that whole sort of put upon, I had no choice, it's not my fault, or there's just something so wrong with me that nobody loves me or nobody wants to love me anyway, or whatever you might be saying to yourself. I always use the metaphor of you're lying in your mud puddle and you're splashing around. Imagine this little kid is just having a fit and splashing around in a mud puddle. And in a way, it feels kind of satisfying. It feels kind of good to lie there and splash and make this mud go everywhere and splash other people and and you get all dirty. And let's face it, toddlers like to do that. And what I'm inviting them to do and what I'm inviting you to do is to choose to stand up. So in the beginning, maybe all you're able to do is stand there with your feet still in the muck, but drying off, noticing that it feels kind of good not to have mud splash in your face and to not be the one splashing mud in your face anymore, right? So to stand up and then when you feel ready is to start stepping out of the puddle, leaving the victim behind, the one that felt like they had no control except to splash mud on themselves, which is the metaphor for blaming yourself and yelling at yourself and berating yourself or whatever. And start walking into the light, the sunlight. Start washing off, start drying off. Maybe even take those boots off because you're not going to go back in that puddle anyway. Choose to be kind to yourself. Choose to be compassionate. Choose to love yourself. It's not easy because we're, especially if we're coming from a place of not loving ourselves, it's not that it's hard. It's just, it's not natural. It doesn't feel natural. It feels hokey to say, I love myself. When we don't, we stand there in the mirror and maybe we say, I love myself. Like say to yourself right now in the car, while you're walking, wherever you are listening to this, look yourself in the eye if you can, if, you, if you're driving, don't. But just try to say it with meaning. And tell me, does it feel hokey, right? It can feel like that until it feels real. If it feels real, kudos to you. High fives. I love you too. I love all of you, even those of you who can't say it with sincerity right now. But I want you to notice the feeling you feel when you say, I love myself. Notice if you feel, if it feels real or not. Okay? Because that's your starting point. This is where you are today. And then I, now you're going to choose to do things to change that feeling to something better, to a higher vibration, to a to a better feeling where you literally feel a burst of love in your heart for yourself. It's it's actually possible. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like, how do I explain this? And then that's all I came out. Um, I remember the day that I realized that I loved myself and I loved life. Um, I... I felt that feeling of falling in love. And it was actually a day that I now realize was an awakening day. It was one of the days of several where I had an awakening, where I had this epiphany, if you will, this burst of something that told me, that showed me, actually didn't just tell me, that showed me that there's so much more. And the biggest thing that I felt that day was love, love of life and myself. And I could see the joy ahead of me. It was just available to me right there and then. I just knew it was. And 
it just, it turned so many things around for me. So I've had several of those experiences and it was always around love. Love is the most powerful feeling, the strongest emotion of anything. And if we can love ourselves with that kind of abundance, with that kind of greatness and create that awakening in ourselves, that that amplification that I felt that day, um, that I've also felt several other times, um, then you see, you literally see the light, like anything is possible. Wow, that feels so good. Why would I ever be unkind to myself? Why would I do things that I know is bad for me, that I know hurts me? Why would I spend time with people that hurt me? Like suddenly when you when you have this feeling, when you come to that place, choosing you, choosing boundaries, choosing not to be around toxic people feels great. One of the many things that I get asked all the time is, you know, why do I keep choosing the wrong guy, for example? Because you're not choosing you. It's not, or, or actually the bigger question is why do, why does no one choose me? It's because you're not choosing you. You are actually also choosing. When you go on a date with someone, let me explain this in a better way. When you go on a date with someone, you're both choosing to go on that date equally. And when you're there, um, you're either having a good time or you're not. You either decide, I'd like to see this person again, or you decide not to. If the other person doesn't choose you, again, doesn't choose to go on a date with you, or maybe you go on five or six dates and then they say, no, I'm done here. And then you're sitting there going, well, why is it always them that's choosing not to see me and never me? Uh, Just because they're more honest with themselves, perhaps. Maybe they're more um, closely connected to themselves and what they really need and want in life. And they know that that wasn't necessarily you. And you know what that means? It means that they're not right for you either. It's just that you decided not to choose that. You decided not to see that. You chose to not see that. You chose to see the possibilities and you chose to ignore the things that were not right. And I I go through this with my clients all the time. So I feel like I've gotten a little bit off track here. So let's bring this back. Choosing you, choosing kindness, choosing love for yourself, choosing to do the thing that is right for you. It's not always easy, by the way, because when we choose to do things that are kind and loving and right for ourselves, you might upset someone else. Somebody else might call you selfish or they might become angry um, because they're not used to you choosing you. But that's on them. That's not on you. It's never on you. When you choose to be you and you choose to comfort yourself, you choose to be kind to yourself, you choose to not be around toxic behavior, and you don't have to appease them through it. This is what we this is the pattern that we've fallen into in toxic or in dysfunctional relationships. Um, I realize not everybody has a toxic relationship, but at some point the relationship or the marriage became at the very least dysfunctional. No longer was communication helpful or supportive. It just wasn't working anymore, right? And so we chose to ignore things. We chose to please. We chose to um, tolerate. We chose to 
not, you know, you pick your battles, all of those kinds of things, right? Choices, which is okay. Like we do have to make those choices sometimes in relationships. But here you are standing on your own again. Now you get to choose, for example, your future partner. Do not, please, do not push aside, do not ignore, do not um, compromise. That's not what dating is about. Dating is about weeding out all of that. It's about finding that person where you don't feel like you're compromising yourself. It is about choosing you and that you be met in all of your values and everything you believe in and that you are met and heard and seen in what you need from this person, that they want to give that to you. Choose that person. Don't choose the person where you're already compromising on date five and six. You're already finding yourself, oh, I'll talk about this later. or Maybe we can figure this out later. It's okay. It's no big deal. This icky feeling that you suddenly got because of how they made fun of you or maybe how they chose to um, treat a server in a restaurant or how they talk to you about something in your life, maybe how they give you advice, but it didn't feel like advice. It felt more like they were making fun of you. Don't ignore those things. Do not ignore those things. That is who they are. They're showing who they are. They might not be a bad person and there might be a lot of really great things, but if that's kind of making you feel not good already now, that's only going to get worse. I said this to a client the other day, remember that your first handful of dates, the beginning of a relationship, you are getting the very best. They're showing their best colors. They're, tr- you know, they're trying to win you over. They are fluffing their feathers, as are you. This is the best it gets. They're never going to be more polite, more kind, or more considerate than they are in the beginning. So if it's starting to fall away, that feeling already, date five or six, be the one to choose to not continue. Be the one to say, mm, I, don't, I don't like where this is heading. But what if he's the one? He's not. He's not. It's that simple. That's when we start compromising and we start choosing out of desperation. We start choosing to settle instead of being alone. Being alone is something that scares us so terribly. And I've talked about this before in other episodes as well. And I'm not sure why it's so scary to us, but I know it is. I guess because we're social people, we're social beings. We're meant to be in a group. We, we need to feel that we belong somewhere. But you do not belong with someone who's not right for you. You do not belong with someone who makes you feel... Because when you, when you choose to continue a relationship like that, you will find yourself adjusting yourself to not bring out that behavior or to tell yourself that it's okay that they make fun of you or um, upset you or hurt your feelings or treat you badly in some way or simply do things that you find incredibly annoying, like beyond what you can get past. You know, everybody annoys us every now and then, but if that's not a fleeting thing that's gone the second they stop, then you need to pay attention to it. So choose you choose your well-being your your good feeling choose to have the best choose to not settle choose to love yourself so 
there's there's a lot of learning and coaching and stuff out there about you can't expect to find the love of your life if you don't love yourself. You can't receive love if you don't love yourself. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because that means that until you truly love yourself, you can't get out there. I think meeting the right person, having someone fall in love with you can help you love yourself. It's a journey, but you have to at least get started on it. If you're not doing the work to love yourself, if you're not doing the work to learn more about what you need and what's important to you, and if you're not learning to notice the icky things and to to listen to those, then you're not ready to date. Choose to wait, choose to do that work, that growth first, and then get back in the dating pool. Um, Choose to be kind and loving to yourself, all right? The third piece of advice that I gave her is to be, to choose to be her. So I'm gonna give you that as well. Choose to be you. What does that mean, right? Well, it just means showing up as yourself. So I mentioned earlier that when we go on dates, for example, we fluff our feathers and we show our best side, for sure. And everybody does that. And there are things that you might not say, you might swear less, you might talk less, you know, there's all kinds of things. So we might not be truly 100% ourselves until we get a little bit more comfortable. But you still have to choose to be you. It's just a milder version, right? Um, if there's something that the person says that you really disagree with, like uh, an opinion, I mean, hopefully you're not talking about politics, but you know, you know what I mean? Like something comes up and, and you're like, whoa, choose to say so. You can say it politely. You can say it nicely. You can ask them some questions. Like, can you tell me more about why you said that? Um, but choose to be you. Choose to stand by your values, who you are. Um, the things that you believe in, the things you care about, if they make fun of you, if some, anyone, anyone, your family, your friends, choose to be you, choose to say, well, that's, that's what I believe and choose to stand by it. When you notice that you're someone who, who just what you believe in, depending on who you're with or you're easily convinced to abandon what you believe in, then you are not truly in touch with who you are and your values or you're you're not connected with your heart and your core because if you are, it doesn't feel good to abandon your beliefs. Choosing to be you is to just show up as yourself. And you might be thinking, I can't, like I'm, there's something wrong with me. And maybe you're not thinking that exactly, but you know, maybe you're wishing you were a bit more of this or a bit less of that or or you're wondering why is it that when I show up as me, um, a relationship never ensues if you're dating, for example. And I know I keep talking about dating and many of you might be listening to this and thinking I'm not ready to date Elizabeth. And I get that. Um, but there is nothing that brings out this more in ourselves than dating. So I'm just using those as examples. But if you are not currently dating, choosing to be you means choosing friends that align with your values, choosing to confide in people who you know will support you. They might not agree with you, that's okay, but they will support you and love you and they will voice their disagreement in a loving and supportive and a productive way. 
choosing you is also so much about this self-love that I talked about earlier. It's about seeing your value. An exercise I often give to my clients in learning self-love, and I make them do this actually all the time, is write down a list of things that they love about themselves or that it's not even what they love about themselves, but things that they like about themselves. That sometimes feels a little easier. What are some things that you like about yourself? When, when, if I was to ask you, if you were sitting right in front of me right now, and I was to ask you, what do you like about yourself? You might have a really hard time answering. You'd probably just like, I don't know, because we're modest and we're afraid to say something and we don't want to sound arrogant or any of those things. It's not arrogant to say out loud things that you like about yourself. There's lots of amazing things about you. There's lots of amazing things about me. I have learned to voice those. Learn to voice those. So start off with yourself, by yourself. Stand in front of the mirror every morning. List three things you like about yourself. Instead of getting up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and start berating yourself about things you don't like. Like, oh my God, my hair or my face or I look old or look look how fat I am or whatever. These are the things that we do to ourselves. It's the choice. Choose not to. Choose not to. You can choose to see what's wrong or what you believe is wrong, or you can choose to see what's good. Choose to see what's good. All right? So get in front of the mirror in the morning and say, hello, gorgeous. I like that I got up on time this morning. I'm really proud of myself. I like... My eyes, I love my eyes. Look at the smile. I don't know, smile to yourself. Choose to say good things about yourself. Write a list. I like that I am really good at bringing family together. I am um, a great friend. I'm a great mom. I'm a great uh, whatever you are. An accountant, a bookkeeper, a librarian, lawyer, I don't know what you do for work or for whatever, the things that you love in life. See them. Talk about them with yourself. Notice them. As you start to do that and as you start to become aware of your qualities, of the things that shine inside you, know that everyone around you, they already know this about you. They already see all those things, your friends, your family, your kids, the people who love you, This is what they love about you. All of those things. There are so many things. If you, you could go and ask them. You could go ask them what they think. What do you like about me? Why do you consider me a good friend? What is it? And especially if you ask a girlfriend, she's not going to mind answering at all because women are good at this stuff, right? If you go ask a guy, they have a hard time about it. (laughs) It's just the way it is. But um, choose to see the good in you and choose to be her every single day. Let me share Dr. Seuss's poem with you. I know you've heard it before, but I think we all need to be reminded every now and then. Today, you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Shout aloud, I am glad to be what I am. Thank goodness I'm not a ham or a clam or a dusty old jar of gooseberry jam. I am what I am. What a great thing to be. If I say so myself, 
happy every day to me. So maybe you just need to put that up on your bathroom mirror and read it to yourself every morning. I think you're amazing and beautiful and strong and brave. I know all of that is inside you. You might not be feeling it right now, but start talking to her and you'll see her show up. I thank you for being here with me again today. I would love it if you would share with me in comments or send me a note on how you are choosing you today. What is one little thing that you're going to do for yourself today? You can share with me over on Instagram at the separation club. um, And I would love to hear more about that. So as we wrap up this episode, allow me to also let you know that there are so many various ways that I can support you inside the separation club. Um, This podcast obviously is one of them, but if you feel you need a little bit more help with choosing you, with self-love, with liking yourself, with getting that amplified feeling that I was talking about, you know, if you want to join me for some coaching, you want to join me inside the Rising Free membership, which is basically group coaching, uh, we meet every week, or on one of our retreats, any and all of these are available to you when you are ready to choose you, to choose growth, to choose happiness, amplified living, a beautiful, joyful future for yourself created by you. It's generally the journey is something that taking it alone is hard and it's, we get lost in the weeds. Let me stretch out a hand and pull you out and show you the way and guide you along the way to help you find that light inside you and let's ignite it so it shines super bright. Everything changes when it does. I'm here for it. I'm here to do it with you. I'm your friend. I'm your coach. I'm your guide. So just let me know how I can help you. And all of the resources that I just mentioned are linked below, including the brand new moon calendar. It's a monthly moon journey. Uh, It's a way to align with nature with the moon phases in learning more about yourself in healing and growing i'd love for you to join me and yes that by the way is free so let's get started there and i will see you again next week have a beautiful day